0: Hey there and welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes, I am a Catholic lay missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. You might notice that our episode this week has released a little earlier than usual and that is on purpose because we are currently in a Holy Week. That is a week that is set apart. Set apart for what? Well, we take the time this week to remember, to commemorate the climax of Jesus' work here On earth, when he was incarnated, we are about to take some time to really put ourselves in a prayerful posture as we look back to Jesus' passion, his crucifixion, and on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, his resurrection. And so I would like to have this, make this as an invitation for us to continue reflecting, to continue making the most of this holy week. What I did is I took a talk that I gave last Ash Wednesday. So what you'll be hearing is a message that I gave during the beginning of Lent. However, I still do think that the message here is important to us here today, even as we approach Holy Week, because the message is all about hearing God's voice. The talk is called You're Still on Mute. This is a talk that I gave at Youth Home Taft, And I hope that this helps you. As you might already think, this was dedicated primarily for students, high school and college students, but this message as a whole is something that applies to every Christian, every Catholic, or everyone who is at least seeking to hear the voice of Jesus during Holy Week, yes, but also during our everyday lives. And so... The recording quality is not as crisp as this one. It was recorded via Zoom, and I did my best to make it better, to make it more audible, understandable for your sake. But it's good, you know it, it's it's listenable. And so, if you wish to support this podcast, please do help us out by giving us a rating on Spotify, Apple, or whatever platform you're using to listen to this right now. We have a Facebook group called Not So Secular Discussions and Questions. You could join in. The link to that will be in the description of this episode. Without further ado, let's get started. Amen. All right. So if you've seen already sa poster natin in Instagram or on Facebook, you might have already seen that the title of today's message is You're Still on Mute. And if you've realized, recognized it already, the inspiration behind this is the mistake that most people make when it comes to Zoom now that we've moved almost. All of our gatherings, ba? at least no time we can gather in person. Um, on Zoom, what tends to happen sometimes is kunyari, may transition ba? when someone, let's say the speaker or the teacher, shares his screen to show something to the students or to show something to the attendees. Ganyan. And then after the teacher starts talking, <laughs> not realizing that he's still on mute, right? Have you ever experienced that before? Have you ever have you, has that ever happened to you or someone that you know? One of your professors, maybe, or one of your classmates. Sometimes we don't recognize, right? We're still on mute. We keep on talking and talking and talking, but we were still on mute. Or sometimes it's someone else who's talking and talking and talking, but they're still on mute. What do you do, right? Because the thing about those moments is you have to tell the person early. It's like someone having their zipper open. but You have to tell them right away. Because the longer you wait before you tell them, the more awkward it gets, and the longer you wait to you, before you tell them, right, the more weird it gets. Because uh, uh, eventually it will come to the point. Bakit, sinabi, right? bakit? But sabi, pa pala yung zipper door, pa pala nakamute, right? And so these are these are just some some of the things that we've come to experience ever since we moved to the Zoom platform or to the online space. Sometimes we don't realize that even while we're speaking, we are still on mute. So what I'd like to do today is I'd like to take a look at the inverse of that. Instead of paying attention to the times when we were speaking, not realizing that we were on mute, and so what happened was no one heard what we said, I want to take a look at the inverse of that where there are certain voices around us maybe even within us that we need to hear more that we need to pay attention to more however we may have left them on mute it's not that they forgot to unmute themselves it's that we put them on mute whether we realize it or not some of the important things that maybe we need to hear that we need to listen to i want to i want to speak about certain voices that we need to pay attention to more, especially now and in, in everything that's happening in, in our society now and even in ourselves, in our hearts today. And so the question that I'd like to tackle here is, what are those voices and how do we listen to them again? Before we get to that, I want to read from Luke chapter 4, verses one to. Four. I'll be reading from the new American Bible revised it'll be put on the screen so that you could read along but I'll read it out loud for everyone's for everyone's sake Luke chapter four verses one to four it says filled with the Holy Spirit Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the desert for forty days to be tempted by the devil he ate nothing during those days and when they were Over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. One does not live by bread alone. This is the story of Jesus in the wilderness, right? After he is baptized, he was led to the wilderness by the Spirit and was tempted by the enemy. And that, that's something that's very important to pay attention to. Like he was led by the Spirit, okay? But he wasn't tempted by the Spirit. He was tempted by the enemy, but he wasn't led by the enemy. There's an important distinction there that I think is very important for us to, for us to get clear. And this is relevant, okay? This is relevant for us today because for Catholics, today is the start of this season that we call Lent. Today is Ash Wednesday. So um, it's not... A holy day of obligation, but if you could go to mass, I, I like how Father Mike Schmidt puts it. It's not a holy day of obligation, but it's a holy day of invitation. So if you could go to mass, that would be great. Kung kaya physical, physical. Kung kaya online, online. Um, it's a good, you know, it's just generally a good practice. But it's a sign that Lent is about to start, and Lent is a time of preparation as we approach Holy Week, which is coming this April. So it's a time for reflection. It's a time for us to, to ponder. It's time for us to listen more intently to what God wants to say. And this passage, yeah, like we said, talks about Jesus in the wilderness. This is a parallel from the story of Israel, the so Old Testament, when they were freed from Egypt. As they were freed from slavery, they spent 40 years in the wilderness, Jesus spent forty days in the wilderness. So it's a parallel. These things. What happened was Israel was freed, okay, and this slavery that they were, that they experienced during that time made them, in a sense, okay, in a manner of speaking, it made them less human. It made them less what they were supposed to be, and that is what happens when we are enslaved. It, we become less of what we are supposed to be. We become less a lesser version of ourselves. And so, as they were freed from slavery in Egypt, they journeyed to the promised land. And during that journey, when they were in the wilderness, in the time of testing, they had to learn how to be human again. Today, none of us here who are listening to this are enslaved in a literal sense. But many of us are enslaved in different ways. We might be enslaved emotionally you know, fear for fear of a certain experience. Maybe we're, we're, maybe we're enslaved by fear or maybe we're enslaved of the perceptions that people have of us. And so we act in certain ways, even though it's not true to ourselves because we think that if we act this way, then more people would accept us or at least these people that are around us would accept us enough for us to feel good about ourselves. But, you know, what happens with these things is that it's never really enough anyway. And so we end up frustrated. We end up tired and frustrated because we keep on working for something that we'll never attain by the way that we're working on it. Am I speaking to someone here? Some of us are enslaved in you know more practical ways, like a sense of addiction. Maybe it's something that you're doing, but you know is wrong, and you want to stop doing, but for some reason you can't bring yourself to stop, or maybe if you stop temporarily. Later on, give it a week, give it a month, you find yourself going back to it. Maybe that's a form of enslavement that you are going through right now. You see, when Israel was going through the wilderness, when Israel was just freed from slavery, and when they were learning how to be human again, when God was teaching them, one of the things that they had to do in the wilderness is they had to relearn how to listen to God's voice. In fact, they had this prayer. It's called Shema. And Shema means to li- to listen, basically, to listen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. That was the prayer. And so let's let's do that. Okay, let's try to identify those voices that we need to listen to once more, and those voices in which God might be speaking to us today. But maybe we haven't been able to recognize or maybe we haven't been able to listen to. Are you ready? I want to share with you at least three voices that we need to listen to more today. The first one is this. Let's listen to the voice of reflection. Could you type that down for the people who missed it? Reflection. Reflection. Blaise Pascal, you might know him. He is a mathematician and philosopher, invented the first digital calculator. So he's a big deal. <laughs> One of the things that he said is, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. When was the last time you did that intently? Because you see, in the time that we live in right now, we're good at entertaining ourselves. But we're not good at resting. We are good at distracting ourselves, but we're not good at listening. We live in a time right now where everything is connected to everyone. And you would think that because of that, you know, that you would live more fulfilled lives, that you would live happier lives, that, you know, since we're so interconnected with with this, for example, where we're speaking through Zoom right now, we're gathering here we're connecting we're talking through zoom right now this is the online space that we're in and everything that happens you can post about it um, immediately as it is happening you could just put it on your stories or snapchat you could just put it out there if you want to edit it a bit more you could save it for later but it's easy to just put out the things that are happening in your life it's easy to stay connected it's easy to message someone to chat someone to call someone it's easy to to Learn about new things. You know, if, you, if there's something that you don't know, you just need to Google it. You just need to have internet connection. And before it was limited, because so you had to be connected to a physical thing for you to be connected to the internet, or at least Wi-Fi. Now it's not even that. Now you have access to data. As in, we are so interconnected right now. But how come so many of us are still lonely? How come so many of us are still lost? How come so many of us are still... How come we feel lonely even when we're not alone? And maybe part of the problem is not that, maybe it's not that there's not enough people surrounding us. Maybe it's that we've forgotten what it feels like, what it's like to truly be in solitude, to truly be alone. Because every time we find a little moment of, of aloneness, we distract ourselves right away. For example, you have to order something in Jollibee. Your parents grab the seat, okay? And then they told you, so you can go order something at the counter. This is our orders. Da-da-da-da-da, chicken joy, da-da-da-da. Okay, and then you go to the cashier. You line up. You're waiting for your turn for you to get to order. What do you do? Bring up your phone. Hmm, maybe it's your online class. Your online class begins at 8 a.m. Okay, 8am your online class. 7.57, bumangon ka sa kama. <laughs> and, and so yan na, ready ka na for online class. Kasi ganun tayo ngayon eh. So bumangon ka sa kama, put up your laptop, three minutes, okay, class is about to start. What do you do in those three minutes? Search ka muna something sa YouTube, play ka ng music, read your texts, scroll through Instagram. We distract ourselves. It's as if we're so scared of being bored. It's as if we're so scared of being left alone with our thoughts. No wonder we're so anxious because we don't know how to face that well. I'm not saying, okay, don't, don't take it the wrong way. Okay, I'm not saying that for maybe someone here who is going through something like clinical anxiety. I'm not saying that the solution is for you to learn how to be alone and for you to pray more or something like that. That's it, it, a caricature, okay? but not everyone who is going through intense anxiety right now is going through something clinical. I believe that most of us are actually going through something emotional. Again, most, not all, not all. And there's something wrong there. Something needs to be the voice of reflection. How do we listen more to the voice of reflection? It's by spending more time in silence, learning to be comfortable with being bored, making room, for some of the things that we would rather ignore sometimes. It's not bad. You know, I, I fall for this trap myself because I like listening to podcasts and I fill my day with podcasts. Every time. I'm gonna do the dishes, podcasts. I'm gonna cook food for lunch, podcasts. It's so easy. Just connect it to your ear. Diba? Nga, wireless na rin yun. So hindi mo na kailangan physically connected to your phone. I just, Put it on. Something's playing. I justify it. Try to tell myself, at least I'm learning something. You know, productive yun time. kapag chores na ako. aaral pa ako. Ganyan. But you know, sometimes I really need to catch myself because overfilling myself with all these sorts of things is actually robbing me of my sense of peace. And that's something that I've had to recognize. And maybe that's something that's happening to you too. And maybe what you need right now is to do something similar. Not to exaggerate, as in, Walana, from now on, I'm not going to listen to podcasts anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to turn on YouTube anymore. No, 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 no. Exaggeration. Okay, but to try to moderate and to not be too afraid of silence. Just recently, the, the class that I've been mentoring, we're reading through this book um, called Tidying Up, The, the Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Mary Kondo. So you might have heard of that already um she's a she's a japanese woman who came up with this method of decluttering um this method of cleaning up and it's very insightful it's very interesting and one of the things that that she talks about about tidying up one of the things that we uh, learn from her method is that if you want to tidy up there are just some things that you're gonna have to let go of there are just some things that you're gonna have to throw away and Actually, in the process of you throwing away these things, it might even give you a greater appreciation of what you do have. Maybe the same thing can be done when it comes to the topic of silence, when it comes to the topic of what are we putting in our minds and what are we putting in our hearts. The voice of reflection. Second one, second voice that we need to listen to more that maybe we haven't been hearing a lot right now is the voice of. Rebuke. The voice of rebuke. I'll put it on the chat for those of you who didn't catch that. Now, here's the thing. Rebuke. We don't like being corrected. No? Minsan, ganyan tayo. Yabang natin pag nagpo-post tayo ng mga pinaglalaban natin sa social media. No? Pero pag later on, pag nalaman natin na, ay, mali pala yung, yung stance ko, hindi natin binabawi. ano ginagawa natin? Dinidirit lang natin yung lumang post. Kasi nakakaya eh. <laughs> because we don't like being corrected. Right? And it's easy to fool ourselves into thinking and so it's not my fault, right? Mm, maybe you should have thought of that in the first place before you did the thing that you did that you ended up taking back. Anyway. It's not bad, okay? It's not bad to make mistakes. It's not bad to say something wrong. You know, that's the beauty of social media. Sometimes you just put something out, bag isip mo just delete it, okay? Delete it. You can do that as long as well on the screenshot. <laughs> uh, but I doubt we will be screenshot unless you posted something like intense and so but we don't like it we don't like being corrected we like being right we like it when we think what we're fighting for the things that we're saying are based on fact but do your research fact check that's not a bad thing again that's not a bad thing okay but let's not make the mistake okay of allowing these convictions, which could be good things, which could lead to good, to genuine good, okay? It's not a bad thing. These convictions could lead to genuine good. However, let's not allow these convictions to turn us into arrogant people, to turn us into people who are prideful. C.S. Lewis says something about pride in a book that he wrote, Mere Christianity, super recommended. He says about pride, according to to Christian teachers, the essential vice, the utmost evil is pride. Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. You see, pride keeps you from listening. It clouds all the other voices around you that might help. That's part of the reason why it's so dangerous. Because it's not only that because of pride, you fail to listen to one of the voices in your life. Oftentimes, because of pride, we fail to listen to any voice at all except our own. And that's not healthy. That's not good. Okay? Of course, the the counter virtue to pride is humility. But humility is not exactly the type of thing that you could just will yourself to become. I need to become humble. So, back humble. Humble now from now on. I'm so humble. Look at me. I'm so humble. (laughs) It kind of defeats the purpose if you speak about it in that way. But you see, the thing about humility, it comes from the word uh, hummus, not the bread. Hummus as in soil. Soil. What does humility mean? Humility means being grounded in truth. In reality, in how things are, being grounded, not thinking too much of yourself, but also not thinking too less of yourself, which are the two big temptations. It's either we think we're greater than we actually are, and so that leads to pride and arrogance, or we think we're lesser than we actually are, which leads to a form of vanity and even insecurity, or shame, or guilt. Self-loathing, exactly, Francis. Yeah. Humility. Practical step to this is, you know, just admitting the fact that you could be wrong. Even when you're so convicted about something. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Kahit mo lang you could even say it out loud, you know, when, when I'm speaking with someone um, and I'm trying to give them what I think about a certain matter, na baka alam mo yun, Baka hindi nila tanggapin in a way that I am hoping. Sometimes I say, no, you know, this is what I think, but I could be wrong. And I mean it. I really could be wrong. And it's so easy for me to assume that I'm always right. <laughs> and the, the benefit of, of having a spouse, of my, me being with my wife, is that there's always someone that I get to talk to, as in raw, nothing, well, filters. There's, I could just tell her what I feel about a certain thing, maybe a conversation that I had with someone or something that I saw online. I just tell her as it is. And the thing is, um, sometimes, you know, when I get upset, when I get frustrated, at least I. I She's the first person talaga who hears about it. And um, are <laughs> mga times when I find myself saying, "Alam mo kung ako yung mali?" Magso-sorry naman ako eh. But you know what the problem is? Hindi na niya yari 'yun. I feelin ko ako yung mali. <laughs> I ko lagi ako yung tama. Eh. So di ako nagso-sorry. That's <laughs> so, what I'm denying, diba? Wala pumapabaksak, feeling natin lagi tayong tama and that's how it is, diba? It's not like, you know, when, when we talk to others, it's not like I am right, you are wrong. And so if you keep on insisting on that thing, with which you are wrong about then you must be a bad person sometimes that's how it is in social media diba na your your sabihin natin your political perspective it reflects your morality okay that's that's dangerous waters once you once you enter into that kasi once you start linking your politics with your morality what tends to happen is we think that they're not just fighting for the things that they're fighting for because they're wrong ang conclusion that runs in their heads is they're fighting for the things that they're fighting for because they're bad because we're linking it to immorality not just mistake that's different because you can be you can be being immoral is different from being mistaken because maybe these people are fighting for something they find that they think is good even when it's not good it's just that they have a false perception of what is good that is completely different from someone who is pursuing what is wrong or pursuing what is bad maybe they're not bad people maybe they just don't know what is good. But the problem is, if we call them bad and insult them right in their face, they're not, it's not as if they're suddenly going to realize what is good. No, we have to actually take the time to connect and speak with people as if they are people. Not as if they're just, you know, slogans. <laughs> it's easy to debunk a slogan. It's much more difficult trying to understand an actual person, the person behind the slogan. Because for all you know, you might be hiding behind the slogan yourself. Second voice. First voice is the voice of reflection. The second voice is the voice of rebuke. And the last one, the third one, the most important one, if I may say, is the voice of revelation. The voice of revelation this time of Lent that we are in right now is a time for listening to the Lord. It's a time for connecting with Him, allowing Him to speak more clearly in our lives, realigning our hearts. Kasi ganun yung nangyayari, di ba? Minsan, dahil sa gulo na nangyayari sa paligid natin, um, at even sa puso natin, we get misaligned. And, you know, kapag, ano bang magandang example na ito? You know, when you're riding a bike, for example, but the bike has the chain that runs through the pedals and through the wheels, right? What happens when the chain becomes misaligned to the wheels? When the chain that's attached to the pedals becomes misaligned to the wheels? What happens is that the bike stops to run. What happens when you try to ride the bike without realigning the chain? It doesn't work. And every now and then, what we need is that. What we need is to stop, okay? Pause for a while. Stop riding that bike. Even when you're headed to something good, stop for a while, realign your chains so that your effort is not wasted, so that you can be sure that you really are headed somewhere instead of just foolishly pedaling in place because you think you're headed somewhere when you're not. There are very practical ways for us to do this right now, especially ito, Ash Wednesday, diba? Um the practices of the church include fasting and abstinence. Just very briefly because we're about to end. Um fasting is about controlling what you eat basically. It's the reverse of feasting. So, kabab, kabab, high celebrations, Christmas, birthday, anniversary, we feast, we eat a lot in to to respond to the celebration. Fasting is the opposite. We withhold food for a while. And for the Christian, no, the, the Catholic practice, it's just every Friday. Uh, Ash Wednesday, which is today, and all the Fridays of Lent. That's it. That's just, what, five Fridays? It's not too much. So that's, that's the practice of fasting. Um, another practice is abstinence. So every Friday also, you refrain from eating meat. You may free up none. It's intentionally interrupting your cycles for you to be more aware and for you to realign yourself listen to these voices, listen to the voice of reflection, the voice of rebuke, and the voice of revelation, God's revelation in your life. Spend some time, more time in scripture, more time in prayer. Um, If you could, I know that this is not an option for everyone, but if you could, if you could spend time in the Blessed Sacrament, I hope personally that's something that has been benefiting me. If you could spend time in the Blessed Sacrament, that is one place where you could really be silent and you could really shut everything off and be in the presence of the Lord. Allow yourself to receive fully. This testing in the wilderness, we talked about with Jesus, with Israel, you know the purpose of testing. The purpose of testing in Scripture is not just hardship. It's not just to make things difficult. The purpose of testing is to reveal what is in your heart. Sometimes that's good, and it should be pursued further. Sometimes it's bad, and that should be repented of. It's important as we allow these things to come to the surface. Let's not be afraid of facing these things because we're not facing them alone. We're facing them with the one who could handle all our crap and more. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We love you. And we want to trust in your love. We want to trust in your goodness. Reveal, Lord, in this time of Lent, in this time of uh, reflection. Reveal what is in our hearts. Reveal what needs to be further clarified, what needs to be corrected, what needs to be praised even and encouraged. Reveal what is in our hearts. We allow you in. We allow you to speak truth into these lies that we've grown into believing. We allow you to speak grace. Into these, into these addictions, into these sins, into these traps that we've fallen into. Rescue us, Lord. Help us become more fully human, the kind of human beings that you're calling us to be, that you've made us to be. Jesus, you are the one who can and will get us through this. And so, we cooperate with you. We participate in your invitation. We love you and we respond. In Jesus' name, amen.